prepare, respond, serve. This is Five Stone. The contents of this podcast are the personal opinions and views of Five Stone and our affiliates. This is not a recommendation for medical practice or a guide for decision-making or even to take place for your own personal judgment. We recommend that you always seek out in-person professional training and always follow your established policies and procedures. Now, with that said, let's get after it. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Five Stones Motivation Mondays. This Motivational Monday podcast is titled Rise Above the Fog. It's a really good podcast to share with other people who may be going through some hard times that might be struggling and right now with 2020 the way it is and COVID and all that's going on this might be a really good podcast to try to reach out and share to uh, your loved ones your friends co-workers in need that could benefit from this this podcast story comes from one that I personally use with a co-worker that was struggling and to help them to succeed. That's why I really feel like it's beneficial. So again, to you guys out there listening, please, you know, take the time to listen to this, to watch this maybe on YouTube or share this link with people because that's what Five Stones about. It's about helping other people get through some struggles in life, okay, to serve our community, to serve our fellow man. So with that, let's get going with this podcast. So rise above the fog. The story comes from a lady named Florence Chadwick. She was born in San Diego, California back in 1918, and she died not too long ago. It was in 1995. She was a uh, very well-known American swimmer. She uh, had a success in long-distance swimming, open-water swimming, and even rough-water swimming. I wrote down a few of her accomplishments here. We'll go through some of those because I believe that deserves to be shared to the public. Uh, you can uh, go online and research. You can find a lot of the same information as well. She swam the English Channel both directions, breaking records each time. Um, she swam several channels across the, the world. But um, at age 10, um, she was the youngest person to swim across the mouth of the San Diego Bay. Ten <laughs> I can't imagine sending your kid at 10 years old out into open water. Just, hey, go across the San Diego Bay. You got this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's pretty crazy. At age 11, um, she did a rough water swimming as two-and-a-half-mile races. She won that race 10 times in 18 years at age 11. So she was very well-known. At age 32, she crossed the English Channel from France to England in 13 hours and 23 minutes. I don't care who you are. You swim for 13 and a half hours <laughs> straight. So this woman was a role model to many people, and uh, her successes are well-known, uh, what she can do. But really what makes her well-known was one of her failures. And that's where this really comes into play. So this happened in 1952. She was swimming from uh, Catalina Island, uh, somewhere off the coast of California, and swimming to the California coast. So think about marathon runners. They, they'll, they'll run 26 miles, 26.2 miles for this marathon. She, this is what she was attempting. It was a 26-mile swim. Okay? So imagine the, the body fatigue, the challenging that anybody would face running on dry land down a road, even flat land for 26 miles. Put yourself in water. Put yourself in an ocean. What lives in the ocean? Sharks. 
So what did they do to try to protect her from these sharks? They had boats that would surround her to try to let her know if sharks were in the area to try to keep the sharks away from attacking this woman swimming in the ocean for 26 miles. Her mother was in one of these boats, pushing her and encouraging her to accomplish this task. She takes off swimming from Catalina Island over to towards the California coast at 15 hours. So we thought before the 13 and a half hours is pretty amazing, right? She's been swimming for 15 hours. A heavy fog settles in. She's surrounded by this heavy, dense fog. And at that time, she also is surrounded by clouds of doubt. Doubt starts to fill her mind, and she begins to think, I might not be able to do this. So really try to take a minute and and, um, empathize with this situation. You're in an ocean. You swam for 15 hours already. If anybody has done any kind of long-distance running, you know there are certain, like, milestones that you hit. And by no means am I a professional runner. I've, I've done, you know, marathons and half marathons, things like that. But whenever you – there are certain walls that you will hit. Sometimes there's a wall when you get in that first half mile to a mile, everything starts to hurt. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can push on. You'll, you'll push yourself past that wall. Then you may hit another one at mile three, mile five, mile eight, and your body starts getting fatigued, starts getting broke down, and you keep pushing yourself through that. But I can't imagine being in the water for 15 hours knowing there are sharks around me, knowing there are sharks who are ready to prey on me at any moment that may not be able to see, be seen by the people in these boats. And now when the fog comes in and she's having difficulty seeing, the people in the boat are also having difficulty seeing. You think they can see a shark very well? They, can they see through the depths of the water to see a shark subsurface waiting to attack this person so she's all these thoughts i'm sure are going through her mind of how long can i get through this can i keep going i just can't keep going i'm getting tired i'm getting fatigued i'm starting to hurt you know a shark could be here nobody can see this i gotta get out of this boat i gotta get out of the boat i gotta get out of the boat her mom one other side of the story i read was her mom was pushing was pushing her and encouraging her do not get in the boat stay in the water keep pushing keep going we're here for you just keep swimming finally she succumbed to her doubts And she got into the boat. Once she got into the boat and got above that lower level of fog, she was only one mile from the shore. She could see the shore of California from where she was in that boat. And they asked her, here's here's what really got, got, got me. They asked her, they said, what did you feel like whenever you got in that boat? She said, if I just could have seen... Through the fog, I never would have quit. Think about it. What's in your life right now? What are you surrounded by that's causing the fog? We've got all these troubles with this 2020 year, all these troubles with COVID-19. We have family illnesses and death and coworkers and and financial struggles. Business, your business may be shut down, and, or maybe it's not your business yet, but the business that supports your business and supplies goods for you, they're getting shut down. So now you're struggling trying to find somewhere else to get this information or, or to get your products from. There's always, everything is connected in this community. So when one person suffers, we all suffer in some way. So there's a lot of fog that we're suffering through. 
this story can be used to challenge, I mean, to, to encourage and to push other people that are facing challenges. And that leads me to this right here. I don't know if you can see this or not, but there's a plaque here on the table that I put here today. It was given to me by a, a nursing student that I helped get through a program. So I want to tell you her story real quick, and I think this will help encourage a lot of people out there. Um, I don't want to give her name um, or, you know, where she's at, where, where this incident occurred at, um, because, you know, respect for her and her privacy. But at a hospital that I was working at one time, um, this, this nursing student was being mentored going through her final semester of her bachelor degree, four-year degree nursing program. And she had a, uh, a nurse who was teaching her um, certain skills, certain practices through her final clinical rotation in the emergency room. I began to see this nursing student her, her demeanor kind of changed. She started feeling kind of down. She was not confident. She was constantly doubting herself. And then I would hear this nurse who was precepting her, putting her down in front of the other nurses, putting her down in front of the doctors, putting her down in front of her own instructors and professors when they came into the emergency room. And it was a constant degradation. It was constantly putting her down and making her feel inadequate and feel bad. And... I kept observing this and observing this, and then I kind of pulled her to the side one day, and I was like, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to get you through this. She goes, I just don't think I'm going to be able to get through this. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She said, I don't think I'm going to be able to pass nursing school. I'm like, you're in your final semester. You know, she was at mile 15, you know, in this in this uh, Florence Chadwick story. She was at mile 15, and she got surrounded by all this fog, all this negativity, all these challenges. And not only was she doing her final clinical rotation in nursing school, but she was preparing for her finals in school. She was going to have to take her, her, her test, her board. She was studying for to become a nurse. Like she was being faced with all these challenges, all this heavy fog surrounded her, all the perceptions from other people that she feared. How did everybody else in that emergency room think of her as a nurse? Because she was getting put down by this one person publicly. So her reputation, everything about her was starting to to come down. So she got, just like, just like Florence Shaddock, she got surrounded by doubt, just like she did with the fog. So her professors came into the emergency room one day and pulled me aside. And they said, hey, I've got a question for you. She's struggling, and if she doesn't pass this clinical rotation, she's not going to pass this program. And I said, right. So we have no choice but to make her redo this entire clinical rotation, the number of hours that she has to have. And I can't remember the number of hours. It was astronomical when you think of trying to still study and get through school and prepare for your testing. I said, she has to redo all of these? They said, yeah, she's got to redo every hour that she's done this whole semester. And we've only got so much time to get it done. Can you help her get it done? Will you try to help her to see and be honest with us and let us know if she has what it takes to be a nurse? I said, absolutely. So I pulled her to the side. She became, I became her preceptor. And I said, listen, I want to tell you this story of Florence Chadwick. And I told her this story. I said, you, you're at mile 15. That's where you're at. You can either choose to be surrounded by the fog and listen to everybody else's small minds, everybody else's negative influences, everybody else's um, opinions. You can either choose to let that define you or you can go through the fog 
and reach that shore, reach that bank line, walk across that stage and graduate, get your painting ceremony, become a nurse, and save other people's lives. This is up to you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to push you through this, and I'm going to see what we got and how we can make you achieve this. So we started, I kind of started from scratch. I said, okay, I got to talking with her, and I was like, okay, so we're going to mix up this medication. We're going to get this IV drip ready for this person. We're going to put this splint on. We're going to give this injection, whatever it would be. And I became, then it hit me that she was never prepared. And I was like, how come you don't know how to do these things? I was never, she said, I was never taught. I said, you've been here for this long throughout your last semester and you don't know how to do this basic thing. She goes, nobody taught me. They just assumed I knew it. Come to find out because she was in her bachelor degree program and some other people were associate degree nurses. They looked down upon her and thought she should be able to do all this and I should have to teach her because she's got her four-year degree program. She was never awarded an opportunity to learn what to do. So how can you judge somebody and say they're not prepared if you haven't prepared them? So we went through the process, and I said, okay, we're going to start from scratch. So I showed her how to do these things. I showed her all the double safety checks, triple safety checks, and what to do to ensure that the, that the patients are okay, the patients are safe, we're doing everything correctly. And you could just kind of see her confidence start to build because she was learning those essential needed skills that she had to have. And as she progressed through, through this, she began giving these medications and, and mixing these drugs and, and doing the things that she needed to do and literally saving people's lives during her clinical rotation. That confidence boosted. And she progressed through. Her professors would come through, and they're like, how's she doing? I said, she, and she's a rock star. She is, she's crushing it. She just needed somebody to support her, just like, you know, this Florence Chadwick's mother. Don't get in the boat. You do not get in the boat yet. Go through this fog. And I said, she's doing great. And I said, you know, she is, she's a straight-A student. She aces every test. She does excellent in the classroom. We, we weren't understanding how she couldn't do it in real life. And I said, she wasn't given ample opportunity to learn in the, in the real world setting. So needless to say, this awesome, nice young lady passed a clinical rotation with me. She met the acquired objectives and actually succeeded them. She graduated nursing school and is now a nurse and I'm sure has impacted and saved multiple people's lives. But upon her graduating that nursing program, she gave me this plaque. I don't know if you can see it or not. You might not be able to, but uh, it's a shadow box. It's got a picture of this boat in the water, totally surrounded by fog. Okay? Try to hold up there so you can see it. Totally surrounded by fog. And engraved in the glass, it says, rise above the fog. This meant more to me right here in my career as a professional and as a nurse before I even became a medical provider and became a nurse practitioner as a nurse. That meant more to me than anything probably that I've ever helped anybody else do in any kind of nursing or medical program. You know, you, 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 we experience as medical providers traumas, death, sadness multiple times. And on the flip side of that, we help save people's lives multiple times. But when something like this happens and... You help those people learn that concept of rising above the fog. They will pass that on to generation, to generation, to generation. And Florence Chadwick's story will never die. This nurse's story, as she passes it on, will never die. 
the stories being shared with you right now through this podcast through Five Stone, it can never die. This needs to be shared and passed on to people that might be struggling that you know. We are all surrounded by fog. We are all surrounded by doubt from time to time. But if we will just keep pushing through, don't get in the boat, I think we'll realize that that finish line is a lot closer than what we think. So, guys, thank you for checking out this podcast today. I really hope it was beneficial. I really hope you will share this with people that are struggling and in need because right now, especially the holidays coming up, we have a lot of people that are struggling. A lot of people that may not have the finances to have the gifts maybe for their children or have the ability to get with, you know, elderly family members that are all struggling. It's fog. It's fog. We got to push through this. Florence Chadwick was a mighty American. She showed the American spirit. So what do you think she did? Do you think she just finished and that was it and she never went back and did and completed that swim? No. She got back in that water and she did complete that swim. Okay? That's what it's all about. Okay? Is we will succeed. If at a time in our life whenever we have a quote-unquote failure because we get ourselves in that boat and we get ourselves away from that fog, use that as a learning opportunity to see how close you really were to completing that finish line and always succeed. Thank you, guys. Check us out on 5stoneusa.com. All the uh, social media platforms, our podcast are on Apple, Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. Uh, iHeartRadio is a new one that we've got onto now. Stitcher, all the main podcast hosting platforms. And I want to give a special shout-out to um, our people in Washington State. Um, we're getting our podcast reaching out there now, and I'm very happy. Uh, the person has reached out to me and said a special thank you for doing these podcasts. It's impacting him and his life, and he's sharing it with helping other people. And uh, thank you so much, people in Washington, people in California. we got people in Arizona now, uh, our people in Australia. It just, it's just continuing to grow. Uh, Delaware, I mean, they're, they're all over the U.S. So thank you, guys. Please share and spread so we can help other people. Remember, prepare, respond, and serve. Get through that fog because someday you might be someone's first responder. Have a great day, guys. This has been a production of Five Stone. I'd like to thank you guys for taking the time to check out our podcast and videocast today. You can check us out online at fivestoneusa.com. That's the number five, fivestoneusa.com. We are also on all the social media platforms. Our podcasts are now live. Videocasts are on YouTube, and our audio podcasts are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, all the major podcast platforms. Thank you, guys. Again, we cannot thank you much for all your support and all that you do for us. Remember, prepare, respond, and serve, because someday you might be that first responder.